0: And welcome to Warhammer Workshop. My name is Amy, and I am joined, as always, by my hobby partner, J.F. J.F., hello.
1: Hello. This
0: is an exciting week. Is it now? It is. Less so from a new stuff point of view, um, but it is the 35th anniversary of Warhammer 40K. It is. So... That's fun because in addition to that model that we talked about last week, we also have a preview, which we will have covered in its own thing, and that will be very exciting.
1: Right. If you want our full coverage of the preview, we tend to put these out roughly an hour after the preview itself, maybe two, and that's available on our YouTube channel for Warhammer Workshop.
0: Yes. The other releases this week are all Sigmar side for the most part, which is not unusual after a brand new army release for a game.
1: Yeah, the pendulum swings.
0: Yeah. So we've got the Lumineth Realm Lords with their new their new battle tome, their Vanguard box, and their cards. And we also have the updated Sons of Bayomat, which includes King Broad, that big giant guy that we saw at the Nova preview. Nova? I think it was Nova.
1: I think it was Nova Preview. He, he looks, I mean, it's an awesome looking fig. Mm-hmm. I can't reveal to you or anyone my sources, but I hear that he is an expensive little boy. Yeah. Um, so if you're planning on ha- adding uh, King Broad to your, uh, to your existing or new army for, uh, for Sons of Behemoth, uh, start putting some cash away.
0: Yeah. We also get the Man Crusher Gargan and the Man Crusher Mob, which is three of them, along with the usual dice et cetera
1: right i think the previous uh, mancrusher mob was only two models now it's three yeah um i wonder makes me wonder because i'm so 40k centric uh is this something that we're gonna see for war dogs for the uh, various (laughs) night armies because right now they're boxes of two but they're units of three are we gonna start seeing boxes of three? i don't know i'm not sure i'm invested in the answer that much it's just a curiosity
0: yeah and again, there was another like you got to scroll all the way down, but there are two more pairs of fancy holiday socks, which is great. I need
1: new socks.
0: I wish they weren't space marine socks. I uh, the ultra ones the are kind of cool them, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. I this is the social climate. I want to be wearing <laughs> two headed eagles on. No, I can always I agree. claim. Yeah. I mean it's fine no one looks at my socks but i i'm always disappointed when i don't get my tyranid uh clawed feet socks because i somehow feel that would be more fun than aquila's
0: or um they have socks that look like you know it's like a like a shark is eating your foot right you put your foot in the shark's mouth but that but like a
1: squig ripa yeah Squig like or your eye, right, like a ripper. Yeah, A ripper in one leg, a squig in the other. I don't care. <laughs> the moment you start wearing Games Workshop themed socks, the if where do you match or not doesn't matter because that's not the question you're going to get anyways. <laughs> it's true. It's going to be, why are you wearing uh, Roman Legion inspired socks at this point? It's yeah. it, that's not the Roman Legion. That's the Imperial Aquila from Warhammer 40K. Wait, where are you going? Come back.
0: <laughs> Wait, come back. I have so
1: much lore to tell you. (laughs) Yes. This is only the beginning.
0: Yeah. So right after we recorded last week's episode. (laughs) Moments after. The next day, I was very upset. (laughs) We got a big update for the League of Votan. I,
1: I... Wants. I say big update. It's, it's a fun update. <laughs> it's a good update. And it's it's fun because James Workshop himself <laughs> uh, gave us the update.
0: That was so great. I, I was delighted because the best part about this is that it means that they, they were doing this for like a little bit of time so that they could put together a James Workshop video. I love James Workshop yes. unabashedly.
1: And it's so... It's it's unfortunate, and we'll talk about a little bit of the 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 bullshit that went around at yeah. this announcement for League of Votan, but it's unfortunate that the humor and the self-referential jokes that are littered in that video mm-hmm. got obscured by some of the absolute <laughs> lunacy that followed. Yeah, everything that comes out of James Workshop's mouth is gold mm-hmm. in the way that it just addresses. All of the dumbest accusations that are leveled at Games Workshop.
0: And the problem is that these people that say all these stupid things pointed at it and went, see... These are the same people that don't understand <laughs> that Warhammer is satire. Yes, so exactly. Well, why would they
1: understand that the video has an element of satire too? Yeah. And the problem is the video has an element of satire, which is the James Workshop portion, but also a, like a sincere apology of, look, we, we may have like not playtested this sufficiently before release or whatever reasons. Uh, so like sincerity... Alongside satire to a group of people who struggle <laughs> <laughs> with the basic concept of s- sarcasm and s- satire. Yeah. It's probably, that's, that's, it's not a good mix. No. My favorite line from this whole thing was the James Workshop saying, Of course they're overpowered. They haven't won a tournament in, th- in 20 years. <laughs> So good. Absolutely. It is it is the type. It's perfect because it's self-referential, but also about as thought out as most of the arguments that we see yeah. online discussing rules. It is brilliant.
0: I liked I liked the end when he's like, Alright, I'm over it. I'm only supposed yes. to come out at Christmas. <laughs>
1: I, and you gotta understand that this is basically just all of Games Workshop saying Whatever crisis you guys are gonna have about th- what this announcement, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we we we're, we're addressing the situation. We're doing these changes, and now we have to release some Age of Sigmar gargant st- Yes. Yeah. So we don't have time for this anymore. Yes. So the changes themselves are actually very simple. Yep. Um, we're seeing a change to the judgment rules to say that, and I, I'm. I'm not going to explain the judgment rules too much in details but basically uh, units that have judgment tokens on them are easier to wound because on a two hit roll of four or five or six depending on the number of judgment tokens they, they get automatically wounded yeah so one token means done on a six plus to hit you it's automatic it's an automatic wound right which synergize with the magna rail rules and probably some other rules that uh allowed roles that on a roll of six um their special rules kick in that allow damage to spread from from one model to others right that's that's the gist of it that's the um the general of it uh, and it no longer does that so uh, an automatic hit from a ju- an automatic wound from a judgment token um does no longer count uh, to towards triggering those other rules, right. so that's that's kind of the big one. that's the one that I f- think people thought was a bit abusive. Um, then again, when you look at the strength of the Magnarail weapons, like the smallest one is strength nine and the biggest one is strength fourteen. yeah, um, they're both one shot each. So, it's hard to imagine that they're, especially using command rerolls, that they're not going to get their wounds in anyways. Anyway, yeah. It. Listen, I've I've only played three <laughs> games with these this army, and I don't. I'm not a rules guy, but that doesn't feel like it's a big deal. Yeah. The biggest change is a an army wide increase in pointage. Yep. Yeah. And some of it is fairly simple. Plus one point for per model on the Harskin Warriors, uh, but also a massive plus seventy points to the uh, to the Ekaton Fortress, mm-hmm. which is their um, pretty much the centerpiece model. Is their big tank? Yeah, uh, it's the the only heavy, uh, one of two heavy supports they have, but the only vehicle that's heavy support. It's one of two vehicles in the army. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a big deal. But it's that represents basically a thirty percent increase in pointage. So. <laughs> I mean, truth is, people haven't really played this army all that much. Right. Those who have probably played proxies with an early PDF leak. Mm-hmm. Uh I can't imagine that these are a ton of people. And I can't imagine that these are the people who have games workshops to all that much. <laughs> Otherwise, maybe a few people have played with the army set that they got early. Maybe they proxied the rest. It's It's hard to imagine that coming from the community, there was a lot of playtesting right uh in seeing the games workshop put out a whole video i i'm i'm tempted to agree that games workshop knew that they were going to need to do this nerf at some point or at least forecast it
0: right i mean because the way that the way that production schedules work there's a very minimum of one if not two or three data slate updates so like game-wide points updates that happened between this book going to the printer and it being released. Now, is that a good argument for the rules being free online? Yes, it is, Um, but points are free online. So there is that. And so that's like, while this is a particularly robust change in points, it's also not unusual for a brand new codex to get an FAQ and some points changes within a couple weeks. This one's just kind of earlier, bigger, a little bit.
1: And also, likely not the last. Yeah. Um, These models are eventually going to make their way into players' hands. These players are going to bring these models and these lists to tournaments. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see actual field testing of these armies. And depending on the results, Games Workshop will probably revisit those points. Whether they'll lower them or increase them or change them here and there. Is anybody's guess because uh, we don't know we we haven't seen these models in tournaments yet right um so it's does it feel premature Eh, yes and no i mean erratas and point adjustments usually come pretty quick after a codex comes out Uh for the reasons you just mentioned it's fun how they did it um (laughs) it's unfortunate that they have to do it and i think games workshop should sit down and have a, a big boy think about how they want to handle rules and yeah. giving away rules and point costs if they're going to be changing um, every quarter. Right. But at the same time this had a an amusing reaction from the community <laughs> Community in um, big old air quotes From a segment of the community um, which is probably it's just a segment of the community that likes probably likes to launch fireworks with their hands uh, around <laughs> July 4th Sure um, And I, I'm saying this because Essentially, what happened is someone somewhere, and I don't want to point fingers. I haven't done the research because, oh my God, I have better things to do with my time. But judging how plumb stupid this is, <laughs> and so carefully engineered to outrage people, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of the multitude of YouTube channels or com- um, community blogs who like to put out these these videos or these the, these blogs to enrage people against games workshop and basically clickbait them into come watch my video and be angry at games workshop but please also watch these ads so i can make money off of it Mm -hmm. which just a little tangent if anybody is trying to make you watch ads to then get you angry at something um get your news somewhere else these people are just they're exploiting you um If they're making money and you don't know what the product is chances are you're the product and in this (laughs) case the these are people that are just making money off of you being angry and you don't need that kind of stress in your life no Uh, we all have better things to do if you want to get mad at games workshop i can give you a laundry list of reasons (laughs) you're not going to be as mad uh, but but it's going to make a lot more sense yeah so the theory goes (laughs) that games workshop intentionally months ago years ago when they were first writing that codex and deciding on those point costs and keeping in mind what you just said earlier about uh about the the production times like this probably happened if they made that decision that was six to nine months ago yeah to intentionally make the codex too powerful yes to be able to sell more of the army set Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so the army set and we've seen these army sets before yeah Um, Usually, if you're not quick on the trigger, what are the chances of you being able to order one online? Very low. Very, very low. I don't know if there is a specific, like, Liechtenstein store online that maybe people forget. But usually from most regions, these vanish within an hour, sometimes less. Considering that League of Votan is easily one of the more and most anticipated new releases, since Sister of Battles, yeah. or even better than Sister of Battles, I mean, I remember when I started getting into the hobby in Third Edition, the meme, the meme before meme that every time you asked Games Workshop when are you doing Squats, they would add a year yep. to that deadline. That was already a joke when I started in Third Edition. We're in Ninth Edition <laughs> right now. Yep. So this is an army that people have been sweating over and demanding for literally decades. Yeah. Um, the idea that they needed to trick the community. So the idea is like, that's the thing. Like, So you've got this most anticipated of of releases. Yes. Um, a limited edition box set that even for corner case armies, like the Beast Snagas, vanish from the website within hours. Mm-hmm. Games Workshop didn't feel confident enough that they would sell them. So what they did mm-hmm is they overpowered it,
0: uh-huh.
1: leaked the codex themselves, I guess. <laughs> right. um, and we've gotten like I'm sorry if I'm breaking the fourth wall a bit, but you and I have gotten the email oh, yes. um from Games Workshop saying, Hey, don't leak things. This messes like
0: <laughs> <You've> <laughs> ruined me, Games my Workshop day.
1: ain't cool with that codex no. having leaked. Um, they're not angry in the, we're going to go out of business angry. Like this is, it's, it's, they broke a plate while doing the dishes angry. Like it's still something that's going to nag them for a while, but they'll get over it. But Uh still, like they they didn't throw the plate on the ground themselves. Is what I'm saying? Um, so, so they leaked these pointers so that people would get more excited about buying something that is already guaranteed would sell out. Uh And then... (laughs) And this is where it gets super stupid. Yes. Increase the point cost of all the models. Uh huh. Because that would balance them out. <laughs> now, Amy, army sets are they a good deal? I mean, army sets are a
0: great deal, pretty universally across the board.
1: All right. So I'll give you. I'll give you a choice. All right? mm-hmm. You, uh, you have to pay for. Either every kit in an army set, every kit book, data cards, whatever, in an army set, individually, or uh-huh. would you get, rather get the army set that also, for less money, um, has limited edition covers and things?
0: Um, I'm gonna go ahead and buy the box.
1: Thanks. <laughs> Weird how that works. Yeah. Out. Strange. So, so Games Workshop did all this. Like, this is their master plan to sell <laughs> what? is clearly a lower margin product, Mm -hmm. and then cripple their sales of the rest of the range (laughs) because people can't fit as many of those other models into their army because of the increased point.
0: And especially the biggest and presumably most expensive model (laughs) of those models.
1: Yes. Um, basically the Hecaton Fortress, the largest centerpiece model, uh, has gone from 230 points to 300 points Mm -hmm. per model base without upgrades, uh, basically a 30% increase. It is easy to imagine that lists that would have had two or three will now have one fewer of these models Mm -hmm. because that is a 70 point increase in cost. So, um... (laughs) I'm not sure what the accusation becomes on the part of these people. Right. Because are you accusing Games Workshop of being greedy? Because clearly basic grade school level math tells you that no, they're they're actually probably long term gonna take a hit. Yeah. So not greed. So are they <laughs> stupid? I mean, quote unquote yes, yes, sure. Games Workshop are dumb but (laughs) then we have to apply a cams razor to it like is it more likely that as they have admitted hilariously through the video they're dumb because they didn't properly play test and and revise the rules as to be able to give us more balanced point costs and rules or they made up an incredibly complex and elaborate self-defeating plan so, anyways, if you believe in this particular conspiracy <laughs> theory, congratulations. You um, wear your Burger King crowd pr- crown proudly. <laughs> Step on that soapbox and yell your insanity. But uh, I, there's nothing I can do for you. I'm not allowed to prescribe <laughs> the medication you need. Um, but that's it. That's that is absolutely one of the most fun things I've seen um, the community, well, that segment of the community come up with regarding. A launch for Games Workshop in a long time. Yeah. It it exceeded expectations. Like we knew there were going to be some dumb things because these channels. I don't want to name them because I don't want to drive no. traffic to them. You know what they are. If you don't, don't bother. They're really boring. Good for you. Um, some of them have good production value, but you know it's a nasally voice from someone who's angry. <laughs> you know what I mean. Not talking about. It. So. Um, the, these channels need to talk about something. They need to. Uh, they need to be angry at Games Workshop for something because that's how they make money. Mm-hmm. And of course, they would come up with something ridiculous for League of Votan. It's the biggest release Games Workshop has had, um, most anticipated release in years and yeah. decades. So you can't let that sweet, sweet add a revenue from outrage go by. I didn't expect it would be that dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it would be something about like the quality of models. Uh, we we've done a short video about the scale um, and how it measures up. We've like there, there's so many things that could have been discussed about mm-hmm. the League of Votan that are or aren't legitimate concerns, um, yeah. But are at least worth conversation about. This one, <laughs> just wow, <laughs> super entertaining.
0: Yeah. On a more positive note. We also just had the UK Golden Demon competition, um, which Tabletop Inquirer <laughs> absolutely nailed it in that this is the most inspiring and disheartening <laughs> event for painters. Like I us. toss my
1: brushes across. It's
0: the- so, and I mean, but I also just want to paint things. Like, I'm just like, I'm hyped up. I've got my own Golden Demon model, like, in the wings, ready to go. And I just, you know what I mean? But I, I do also go, but why bother?
1: Uh. It is a testament to the nuanced psyche of an artist mm-hmm. that you can have both the, this, this absolute feeling of disgust in your own lack <laughs> of talent and skill yes. and yet feel motivated to somehow try to measure up anyways.
0: I might be um, trash, but I'm going to be the best trash I can be.
1: I mean that's pretty much my life philosophy. That's that's how I got into writing. So, yeah. um, beautiful work. Um, the the Slayer Sword winner mm-hmm. has done what I keep wanting to do. I love dueling dioramas yeah. and just absolutely killed it. And not killed it. Like I have a lot of complaints and comments about uh, painting contests, but he. What makes it great is that it is quality painting no gimmicks like the yeah. gimmickiest thing is the resin which in of itself is not just resin like it's it's beautifully done
0: yeah you don't it's it's not gimmicky because you almost barely register what it is what i like about this is how diametrically opposed this is to the slayer slor, slayer sword winner from the adepticon golden demon which was the one lizard man there yes
1: yeah, beautifully perfectly painted lizard men model like just uh, one tiny skink. <laughs> yep but a masterpiece in and of itself and, and this, then there's this, other this thing guy is just, <laughs> just, just that massive monstrosity also masterfully painted
0: the amount of freehand is just and i mean it's all conversion like i oh oh I love this The thing is, it so is, much.
1: It is immediately recognizable as Games Workshop, which yeah. is probably, like, if you haven't picked up the vibe, the difference between, say, a Crystal Brush competition yes. and a Slayer Sword, a Golden Demon competition, Games Workshop does not want you to sculpt or convert their models into something that is no longer Games Workshop. Right. If you go too far, it will cost you.
0: If you look at it and you go, wait, is that... What model is that? Like, how did you... You know, but you still think that it's, like, a legit Games Workshop model? That's what you're looking for.
1: Yeah. And in this case, it is clearly a Gargant fighting a, an, a one of those Hydras from mm-hmm. the Dark Eldars. And the amount of detail is fabulous. It is a great model. It, it's like, absolutely beautiful. No question that it deserves to have won. Yeah. And it, it doesn't rely on, like, a free-handed banner that just hangs off the ba- back or just... Extrenuous amounts of, of, of weathering and pigments, like everything. It's it's not about what trick, what yeah. trickery was used into convincing us it's well-painted. It's just well-painted. It's
0: just well-painted. I mean, yeah. there's tattoos. There's freehand all over the skin of the, the Hydra and on like pieces of cloth, on the gargant. I, oof. I think there's a fish in the water i mean why wouldn't there be i mean at this i would point, there would be it's it's so good i love it i can't stop looking at it it's so good i'd seen it somewhere and i can't find it now because i would follow uh i would follow this gentleman on whatever social media he had but now i can't find him and i know i saw this like when everybody was sharing their hey here's my golden demon that i just dropped off and uh yeah so love that do you uh other than that model do you have a favorite model out of this crop of winners
1: i do i i had to um you you asked me a question right before we recorded the show so i mm-hmm. had to kind of scramble because i didn't have much time to look at these i'm painting stuff i'm i'm a very busy. You're very person. busy. That's okay. I'm very busy, uh, but I did it very quickly found the one that uh, caught my eye the most, and mm-hmm. double checked to make sure it's like the quality is still there. But the um, the large model gold from Chris Chris Clayton, mm-hmm. the uh, that Skink Priest on complex, basically a a young refreshed Lord Croak, if you will. I'll point out that is the, the same guy version. that painted the Slayer Sword model. I'm not shocked. Yeah. A little insulted by the fact that this guy can come in with two absolutely stunning <laughs> models like that. Like, it ain't nothing. When was uh, the last
0: time they had a UK Golden Demon, though? It was a while ago. It's been in the before times, right? I'm almost po- I, I'm almost certain. Because I, I think Adepticon was the first one. Yes. So, he's had a little while. I mean,
1: yeah, but also, come on. No, I Chris. know. I know. Hot dickety, sir. Yeah. Sir. <laughs> Put down the brush. Let let a, let a few of us have a crack at it. But I mean, that that being said, like obviously, um, dude. First of all, sharp dresser. Yeah. Um, glorious beard. Yep. Did a really good job, but not the only one. Like there is oh, a yeah. lot of absolutely cool. Like gorgeous malls everywhere like even the small scale competition mm-hmm. some of these they're they're all aeronautica imperialists that yes won. they are but some people just went above and beyond and and have some malls that just look like they should be uh 40k scale yep uh, there, yeah you I, have I, to
0: like stop and think like wait a minute this is tiny
1: like i actually disagree i haven't seen the malls in person so obviously i'm basing this off of what i can see sure but there's a, a, I think it's a Marauder fighter or a Lightning, whatever. One of the, there's one of the Imperial Navy uh, mm-hmm. fighter that has an open canopy, sure does, and wheels. And it looks like there's a dude in there. There is. If it, I don't know if there's a dude, but there's at least a chair, like a. Yeah. If you've if you've painted or built any of these models, these are not features <laughs> that come with the model. No. Someone converted. Expertly converted <laughs> um, some of the smallest models available from Games Workshop yeah. to to give them features that they don't normally have. Uh, I I feel that is not <laughs> it's silver it won silver. I feel like it should have been gold. Not that whatever won gold isn't great. I mean it's um it's an Eldar ship that looks like it should be forty yeah. k scale. Exactly. The, the amount of detail on it is insane. So i'm not part spaying golden demons anymore i quit (laughs) yes you are (laughs) don't lie i I probably am but man um yeah this uh i you you can understand what these what the the games workshop community says when they say like this is really that like the creme de la creme of the hobby coming together
0: Mm -hmm. i like how much nurgle conversion showed up um there's a lord discordant that has clearly been converted to nurgle which is amazing and then in the in the vehicle one I don't even know what it's supposed to be but it is made out of a great unclean one mostly
1: <laughs>
0: and it is it has the correct proportion of nerglings to model but I think my favorite paint job like if we're just talking paint job it is the Age of Sigmar single model winner it's the uh the goblin with his little moon staff and he's just beautiful
1: oh, he is super well painted so like when beautiful. you because this is a thing about these pictures that they don't very much like League of Votan. They do a poor job of giving you scale. Yes, goblins very are small. minuscule, very small. And this little bastard is super detailed. <laughs> <And> everything <laughs> yeah. about him is so smoothly, so painted. smooth.
0: Oh, love this model. Even down to like the little skulls and stuff that are. There's a bird
1: skull the- in there, and skull. you know how I feel about bird skulls.
0: I. I have a feeling I know where that bird skull came from, and I can tell you that bird skull is the size of your pinky fingernail.
1: It is a tiny bird skull.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I'm never painting anything again, and (laughs) also I can't wait to paint stuff.
1: Yeah. It's, Mm. I say I like to say, it's the golden age of this hobby, and (laughs) you can only go downhill from here. (laughs) Um, If I I win a slayer sword, you know we've gone. Yeah, uh, we've we've gone gone too far. Very far down.
0: Yep. Heck of a week. Yeah, no, I'm
1: I'm looking forward to next week. <laughs> I'm looking forward to talking about that preview. Um, yes. There's a lot that could come out of it. Um, this isn't a show about speculation, so we can't go into our various ideas, but we have discussed them on another show. And it there's, there's a lot that, it, it could be a lot, it could be very little. <laughs> and I, I'm eager to find out which.
0: Um, so be sure to watch the preview review at youtube.com slash Warhammer Workshop. TV. And we'll be back again next week with another episode. And until then, happy hobbying.